0: Eight years ago, Angela Aguero was diagnosed with Compartment Syndrome, a painful condition that occurs when pressure in the muscle builds to dangerous levels. Nine orthopedic surgeries later, this Division I athlete on a championship-bound team was forced to medically retire from her sport, a devastating end to the lifelong dream of a little girl who loved soccer. Hi. I'm Anna Camden, and today on Mental State at Penn State, I'll talk to Angela about how detrimental physical injuries can be to the mental well-being of female athletes. Welcome to
1: the show, Ange. Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Of course, we're happy to have you here. First and foremost, congratulations on the Big Ten Championship that you and Penn State Women's Soccer just won. Thank you, thank you, appreciate it. So you guys are competing in the NCAA tournament currently, right?
1: Yes, we play West Virginia tomorrow at 4 30 and then hopefully if we win that we play uva on sunday so
0: best of luck to you guys there thank you so i always start these episodes with a mental health check-in with our guests so tell
1: me how you are doing really oh really that's that's a good question <laughs> um well as an athlete you know like it's season can be very exhausting um you know we're at the end of season. It's postseason. It's been like a few months of training every day and prepping, and you know every everyone's bodies are tired and stuff. Um, but I'm I'm doing pretty good. You know postseason is also exciting. You know we're we're competing for a national championship, and you know that all of our goal, everyone's goal in the team is to win a national championship and have fun doing it together. So um, as much as the stress component that comes with you know all the training every day in postseason, there's also the excitement piece. So it's a combination of both. But overall, I'd say I'm pretty good. But you know midterms are picking up a bit so school's kind of getting a little difficult but besides that right. you know, um, life's right. good yeah life's good.
0: Honestly I feel like like the school part of student athlete is so underrated like how busy yes. it makes you.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Especially like you said when you're traveling you're in the end of the season post game stuff it's a lot like if, it's if lot. you're missing classes and everything it's a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and ex- postseason like literally falls under like the midterm, like when school starts to get really heavy, mm-hmm. you know, like Thanksgiving's next week and like all these assignments are due this week and it's a lot, but yeah, you know, we'll have a break next week. So it'll be fine. For sure. For sure. So how old were you when you first
0: knew that you loved soccer?
1: Oh man, I was like really young, like four or five was when I started playing. But when I fell in love with the game was when I was um, nine years old and it was during the 2010 World Cup, Men's World Cup. And I remember watching it with my family and being like, I want to compete on this stage. Like, I want oh to at this level and, like, do it. And it, I just fell in love with the game during that tournament. Yeah.
0: That's sick. So tell me the story of the moment that you got diagnosed with a compartment syndrome.
1: Yeah. So I was in high school. During my freshman year of high school, I started experiencing, like, calf pain. And it was, like, a combination of, like, numbness and, like, after, like, a full 90-minute game, my calves would cramp really bad and just hurt and they would hurt for a few days after that. Um, But my junior year of high school is when I actually got diagnosed um, with compartment syndrome and it's a pretty rare phenomenon, like with athletes still and not really like well known. So like it took three years to really understand what, what was going on. Wow.
0: Like did that diagnosis deter your dreams for college soccer at all? Or how did you kind of deal with that reality check?
1: Yeah. So a lot of the surgery outcomes are like kind of up in the air. Like it was like a 50, 50 chance. So um, my, my coaches were great about it. Like when I called them up my senior and I was like, Hey, I'm getting the surgery. Like I have compartment syndrome. They were super understanding It never made me feel like, Oh, you know, your spot on the team has been taken or, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have a place here. Um, so that was, that was really great from them, but it never deterred my dreams, but it definitely affected the way I played when I was still playing because I was only able to play like 45 minutes of a game and that cut down to 30 and that cut down to 20 so that part was really difficult for me especially for my mental health but I never felt like I was gonna give up you know yeah. I was still gonna push through and no matter what I was gonna do the surgery do the rehab over and over again until until it can be fixed
0: yeah so after the first you had four surgeries in high school yes four what surgeries. was that what was your mentality going into Penn State? Like how did you approach the challenges that were going to be in front of you?
1: Right. That's a great question. Um so after my surgery my senior year, I was, be, I was able to play my spring season of club right before college and it went pretty well. I was playing 80 minutes without pain. So I was like, okay, this really helped. Um but then going into college, um the doctor told me like, you know, playing at this high level there is a big risk that it can come back. And it did come back my mm-hmm. summer uh, freshman year and that was really challenging for me especially because i really struggled mentally with my first surgeries very like physically taxing emotionally taxing and i knew it was to be quite difficult for me but i also knew i was in a better environment like coming into penn state you know you have your own personal trainers with each team that help you with rehab and you have your own like team doctor that helps you with surgeries and stuff so I was kind of more positive than I was, than when I had it my first time, because I knew that the environment and the support here was a lot better than I had back home. Um, so I was pretty confident, you know, I was kind of rolling. I was like, you know what, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do it again. I'll come back from it. Um, whatever it takes kind of mentality. Yeah.
0: Love that. Love that. So freshman year was when you guys won your 2019 big 10 championship what were the emotions and feelings of obviously being happy for your team winning, but then also you not being able to participate in that?
1: Yeah, that was, that was pretty tough. I won't lie. Um, I was, I was back home cause they, you know, they can really bring a certain like travel roster to um, go participate in the tournament. And it was me and one other teammate back at home. And I remember, you know, we won the game and I remember just watching my teammate on the couch and you could see everyone on the TV screaming and cheering and, you know, all your best friends are jumping and like, this is what you wanted, but you're watching it at home, you know? Mm. Um, so that was, that was pretty tough, but at the same time, I was just so happy for my teammates and I still felt like I played a part in it, even though I wasn't like on the field and like physically there, I felt like, you know, everyone on the team, no matter if you're injured or what whatnot, has a part in everything, whether it's the culture you know, the vibes at practice and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I won't lie. That was, that was definitely super difficult to, to experience, but it also made me more motivated to get back and next time just be part of that, you know, on the field.
0: I appreciate your vulnerability and also just the imagery you painted of like, this is everything you wanted, but you're sitting on your couch. Yeah. Like that, that had to be such a core memory. And like you just said, a motivation for next time I'm going to be on the field.
1: You know what I mean? hundred
0: percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So then your sophomore year, you tear your meniscus, which is unrelated to the compartment syndrome and still leaves you sidelined your second year in college. Yeah. What were the emotions then?
1: The Yeah, they were tough. They were tough because after my freshman year surgeries, I was like, you know, those were my sixth, you know, my fifth and sixth surgeries. I was like, I really can't do any more surgeries but I remember feeling defeated, you know, um, up up until then I was pretty positive with my injuries and, but I do, I remember feeling defeated and it was like right before season. So I was like, all right, it's starting to, starting to pick up a little bit.
0: So what got you out of bed every day? Like what was the driving force that was like, I'm going to overcome this yet
1: again? Honestly, two things that came down for me with that is one of them was my family as in like my teammates. Um, you know, living with them, waking up every day, going to practice like their support and help and like encouraging me that I will get back and do it meant the world to me. And honestly, without them, I would not be here today. Like they genuinely saved my life in so many ways. And not only that, but like the love of the game, like leaning back on the genuine love of the game helped me push through.
0: Much respect to you for for that mentality. (laughs) Injuries in athletes can be just so devastating and it can either awake something like a stronger desire or it can suppress a dream that you had your whole life so do you believe in like what doesn't kill you make you stronger yes (laughs) all right
1: elaborate on that for me (laughs) definitely well like even my situation now like I have medically retired but I still have a role in the team I'm still like coaching and stuff like that but like I people ask me all the time like Ange like would you go back in time and like just stop? Like, after your fifth, would you just stop and not have to go through four more? And I was like, generally, no. Like, even though I went through so much pain and hardship, like, I have learned and grown so much, even since my freshman year coming in, and I wouldn't have grown in the ways that I have without going through those hard times. Like, going through adversity, I think, is super important for people to really understand who they are, and the lessons that I've learned, I would not have experienced without going through that stuff, so 100%.
0: So what's been the biggest lesson that you think you've learned if you had to had to put it into words?
1: Oh, it's okay to ask for help. Mm. I think it's the biggest thing. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in high school, when I was going through stuff with my injuries, like, and even the beginning of my college years, like it took me till my beginning of junior year to reach out to CAPS and be like, Hey, like, I'm not okay. Like I need to talk to someone. And learning to be okay with that and being vulnerable in your feelings, especially with your best friends. Like I wasn't sharing my feelings with my best friends. I was isolating myself with how I was feeling and like acting like everything was fine and okay when it wasn't, which ended up being more detrimental to my mental health until I like really opened up, you know, my coaches pushed me to speak to caps and thank God they did because um, the support that I got from caps really honestly, again, also saved my life in so many ways. Um, but I think that's the, the biggest thing that I learned that I, I tell people when they ask me like, what do you take out of that? Like, it's okay not to be okay. And to, you know, reach out for help because everyone goes through, you know, really hard things and it's okay to ask for help. It doesn't make you any weaker. Um, yeah. It actually makes you stronger. So
0: I'm under that. I think you use the word isolating yourself. And I think like, I'm fortunate enough, knock on wood, to not have been seriously injured yet. But the one thing that I've heard from all of my teammates and friends who've gone through it is just how isolating it can be. And I think you hit it on the nail with like doing everything you can to not to avoid the isolation as hard as as that can be. Well, and thank you so much for coming on. I I so appreciate your vulnerability, whether it was talking about the injuries, seeking out for help, um, anything in between that. We appreciate your time. This is a call to everyone to make sure to prioritize your mental health first and foremost, above everything else. So thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you so
1: much. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks so much for joining us, y'all. I'm signing off as your host, Anna Camden.